Welcome to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Our mission is to bring healing, transformation, and meaning to the lives of people in different societies with the good news of Jesus Christ. When you allow yourself to grow in a relationship with Him, you start getting filled up. When you are full of the Spirit, eh, you will be restrained and constrained from doing some things that are not of honest report. God's servant delivers the word of truth with clarity, simplicity, and dexterity. Here is Pastor Francis Aubin proclaiming God's mind to you today. Let's pray. Father, we are grateful unto you. We thank you that your word is powerful, your word is anointed, and we will not leave this place the same as we came. In Jesus' name, say a big amen. amen. Romans 8.35 The Bible says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword you know and 37 he says that nay in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us praise the lord why follow jesus please take your take your seat in the scripture we read He's saying that nothing or no one will be able to separate us from the love of Christ. A lot of things are listed there. Why? Because Jesus has made us more than conquerors in verse 37. The more than a conqueror doesn't fight any battle. Someone goes to fight, wins, and brings the reward to that person. So someone takes bullets or blows on our behalf. And that's exactly what Jesus did. He went to the cross on our behalf. He became poor that we, through his poverty, we might have what? Abundance. That he being nailed on the cross, we have secured healing. We have secured forgiveness of sin. So we have become more than conquerors because everything he came to do on the cross, the benefits of redemption, redemption has inured to our benefit. So for what he has done, and he being the Lord, being Lord and Savior at the same time, we need to follow him. So Paul is saying that nothing will separate him from the love of Christ. And when Paul is saying this, he's saying it from a very deep place because he had had opportunity to serve the world, serve religion, tradition, and he also had the opportunity to encounter Jesus on the road of Damascus. So he could compare from different you know, encounters he had, he had had with the devil, with the law, with traditions, with religion, and you know, with education, highly educated guy, and then with the Lord Jesus Christ. And he had come to a conclusion, not just by inspiration, but by experience that Jesus was the best and is still the best. Praise the Lord. So, why should we follow Jesus Christ? Number one, because Jesus gives salvation. Jesus what? Jesus gives salvation. In Act chapter number 8, verse 35 to 37, 
Then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto, unto him Jesus. And as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the Enoch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Praise the Lord. So here we see Philip traveling and then he happens to meet um, an Ethiopian Enoch. And the man was reading scriptures you could not understand. So Philip asked him, do you understand what you are reading? He said, how can I understand except a man explains to me or teaches me? Praise the Lord. So Philip began to explain to him the scriptures he was reading. And at a point, Philip opened his mouth and began to, began at the same scripture and began to preach unto him Jesus. You know, for us believers, the first thing we have to preach to people is not healing, it's not prosperity. The, the only thing we have to preach to people is Jesus. Paul said that I want to know him and him only. I want to preach Christ and him only. Sometimes we try to preach other things to other people. We try to be politically correct. When I meet intellectuals, I want to preach some intellectual stimulating, transformative message. You know, because A, B, C, D. That's what Paul was trying to do at some point in time. He was having problems. Because people who are intellectuals, they don't need intellectualism. They need Christ. Package very well to them in a way that will resonate with them and the power of God can give them inspiration to turn unto him. So Philip started preaching unto this Enoch and he was preaching unto him Jesus. In the end, we see the man calling for, him, for Philip to baptize him. He, the man saw water body. And he asked Philip, from all that you have been preaching unto me, I know that Jesus saves. So, what is stopping me, now that we have seen water, from me getting baptized into Jesus Christ? And Philip said in the verse 37 that, if thou believe with all thine heart, thou mayest. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God. You see, one of the reasons why you and I must follow Jesus Christ is because Jesus Christ is the son of God. Jesus Christ is the son of God does not mean that God gave birth to Jesus Christ. Like the way you are the son of your father. No. It's, it's a description of God in the flesh. God what? God, the whole Godhead in the flesh. That is God appearing with men. Emmanuel. God is with us. He said, I believe that this God that we talk about, he has appeared to us in the form of a man. And I believe that he died for the sins of humanity. And because I believe in him as a son of God or God, I want to be baptized. When we meet people, 
We have to let them know that we follow Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. A child of God must follow Jesus Christ. And one of the key reasons why you should be following Jesus Christ is because he's a son of God. And the son of God came to this world to save and to deliver the sinner from his sins. Primary goal is to give salvation. That's the primary aim for Jesus coming on earth. To save you and I. Give us salvation. Help us to, I mean, reconnect with, you know, the, the triune God. You know, and make us become the people that God originally designed us to become. So the preaching is about Jesus. When you come to church, it's about Jesus. It's not about the pastor. It's not about you and I. It's about Jesus. He's a central truth. Without him, the center will not hold. So when we meet people, the thing we should be talking about is Jesus. What should we be talking about? And I have found out that any Christian who doesn't talk about Jesus much, it's difficult for them to shine as Christians. Because if you, it's either you are talking about Jesus or you are talking about other things. Jesus is one sport and every other thing is another sport. So, we follow Jesus because he gives salvation in Acts chapter 9 verse 5. Act 9 5. It says that, and he said, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. In verse 17, please, verse 17. Verse 17. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on him said, Brother, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Tell somebody Jesus saves. So, the reason why it should be Jesus plus nothing, the reason why we follow Jesus Christ is because Jesus saves. Paul was, I mean, at that time he was Saul. He had taken letters on his way to Damascus to go and just brutalize the Christians there because he felt they were infidels. So, he had taken authorization from the chief priest and he was going to just kill those who belonged to the way. Then on his way, he encountered Jesus. In an open encounter, open vision, very radical one. And he fell to his, his knees. He became blind. And he heard the voice of God very clearly. Why are you persecuting me? And he asked me, he said, who are you? He said, I'm Jesus. The one you persecute. So from there, you see that from that encounter, Saul gave his life to Jesus Christ. And then became Apostle Paul later on. Are you here? His encounter with Jesus is what brought him there into the place of what we see in the New Testament where he's written a lot of epistles. Why? Because he received salvation when he encountered Jesus. One of the reasons why we follow Jesus and preach Jesus is that when we follow Jesus and preach Jesus, people will encounter Jesus and they will receive salvation. 
the child of God's preoccupation is to be preaching Jesus to the world. A world full of sin. And the sin is living in human beings. It is only Jesus who has what it takes to redeem man from his sins. Every other thing is just trying. But when Saul or Paul encountered Jesus on the road to Damascus, he received salvation. In that verse 17, Ananias was sent to Paul to go and pray for his sight that was, you know, off. And when he went and prayed, Saul or Paul received his sight and he was filled with the Holy Ghost. Everyone that is properly saved by Jesus Christ is also filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Filled with the Holy Ghost means that God has taken residence in you. It's living in you. So from the moment you receive Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, the Holy Spirit or God takes residence in you. So you see that you are a different person. You are what? I can't hear you. What are you? Tell somebody I'm a different person. Because I have received the Lord Jesus Christ. So anyone who received Jesus Christ is a different person. Second Corinthians chapter 5. Verse 17. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Look at it. It said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become what? New. So one of the reasons why we follow Jesus Christ is he gives us salvation. And no man can save another man. No man can also save himself. So, following Jesus makes us have this salvation which is impossible to obtain in anything or in any, any man. And when we receive him, the spirit of the Lord comes to live in us and we become new. We become what? New creatures. So, you see that Saul became Paul. That was a change of name. But it was also symbolic that his nature had changed from a murderer to a savior. Savior of his people. By preaching Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The, the church in our time, they are not used to listening to Jesus' message. They are used to listening to anointing message. It's powerful. Anointing. Hey. Anointing is coming. It's powerful. Twelve steps. For working in the anointing. Me too, sometimes I teach some. But it will work to the extent that Jesus is at the foundation of your life. Praise the Lord. We have to get the right foundation. And since Jesus is the only one who can give us salvation, we have to follow him. You become new. When I became born again, my father didn't believe me, but I was new. He knew the old Francis. He would tell you it's a nine-day wonder. You are going nowhere. <laughs> but something had happened. The spirit had entered me. And I had changed, but men had not recognized it. When the Holy Spirit fills your life, there is no physical evidence around. 
You know, before they lied to us that, that when the Holy Spirit fills your life, the immediate physical evidence is that you speak in tongues. It's not true. It's not the Bible's position. Some people will be filled with the Holy Spirit and they will never speak in tongues. But the Holy Spirit has failed them. Praise the Lord. It is true that when the Holy Spirit fills people, some will speak in tongues. But the speaking in tongues is not the only sign that someone is filled with the Spirit. So, there are people who are filled with the Spirit and they are not speaking in tongues. And they are still born again. Praise the Lord. So, people were looking for physical evidence, but I was a new creature. I'm sure the devil was even looking for my Old Testament. You couldn't find it because I was a new creature. Say, I'm a new creature. I can't hear you. Say, I'm a new creature. I'm a new person. New creature means that you're a new person in Christ. Away from your physical family you come from. You have become born again. John chapter 1. Watch it. John chapter 1 from verse number 10. From verse 10, he says that he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. He's talking about Jesus. He came unto his own and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Even to them that believed on his name. Praise the Lord. So Jesus gives salvation. To those who believe in him. You follow him, you believe him. He gives you the power to become his son. You are no longer the son of that man or woman. You know, you have obtained another sonship that is spiritual. And if you read downwards in verse 13, you see that this power is adoption. 13 says, sons of God which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Have you seen? That we have received power to become sons of God. And this is it. This is your new characteristics or nature. You were not born of blood, nor of the will of the flesh. That, That takes you away from your natural family. But you have been born by God himself. Praise the Lord. Say, I've been born of God. One more time, one more time. Say, I'm born of God. I'm born of God. When when you you are a Christian, you are born of God. If you don't know you are born of God, it it affects you. Who your parents are, whether you like it or not, it will have an impact in your life. Yes. Especially if, whether you are proud of them or you are not. You cannot be neutral to your background or your foundation. It's not possible. It can give you a bragging right that you come from a home that has address. And so, so, and so. Some people cannot point to their parent. The good thing is that when you are in Christ, you are a new creature. You are no longer born by blood nor by the will of man. But you have been born by God. So, thankfully, God is now your father. God is now your mother. That is the meaning of El Shaddai. 
El Shaddai means the double-breasted strong one. So that is God who is double-breasted. That is the feminine side of God and the strong one speaking to the masculine side of God. God becomes your mother and father at the same time. That's why he puts his nature and likeness in you. So that you don't follow the curses in the bloodline where you come from. But you have now been engrafted into Christ. Are you here at all? And you have been adopted as a child of God. And now we cry, Abba Father, because we know that we are the sons of God. So as for the village, they showed you that it's your village. It is for location purposes. But you and I know that we are seated in heavenly places. We are seated in Christ. In heavenly places. We live and move and have our being in Christ. So because of Christ, the generational cases must not work. And you need to understand the legality of it. So that when Satan is practically making his show in your life, you would tell him that I've not been born by blood. Nor by the will of the flesh. Put that scripture there. It's a very powerful scripture. 14. Nor of the will of man, but of God. Say, I'm born of God. I can't hear you. Say, I am born of God. I'm a new creature. I'm not normal. I'm not ordinary. I'm a child of God. I'm not a child of man and a, a woman. I'm a child of God. A child of God. Jesus gives us the opportunity to belong to a better family that is named in heaven. In John chapter 3, verse 16, the Bible said, John 3, 16, it says that, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's salvation. Everlasting life. Eternal life. Is in Christ. So we preach Christ. We talk about Christ. We follow Christ. Because he gives us salvation from our sins. Praise the Lord. Salvation from our sins. Salvation from what we cannot save ourselves from. Sin. Sin is the biggest problem of humanity. And Jesus is the only one. He is the only way. He is the only truth. And he is the only life. Only Jesus. No one else, nothing else. So when we have Jesus, we have salvation for our souls. It's beautiful. Praise the Lord. I like a scripture in 1 John chapter 4 verse 17, I guess. 1 John 4, 17. Look at the scripture there. He said, herein is our love made perfect. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we. As he is, say, say it after me. Say, as he is, so are we in this world. One more time. Say, I have the nature of Christ. So as he is, so am I. Here on this earth. Praise the Lord. Is it powerful already? That's how we follow Jesus. He saved my life. I'm telling you. He saved my life. 
from the power of sin, from eternal condemnation. John 3, 17 says that, John chapter 3, verse 17, watch it. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. How does the world get saved? That the world through Jesus Christ <laughs> might be saved. Hey. Now, the world, the, 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 the word might be saved, literally in that text, tells you that even though the whole world have been given the provision for salvation, not everybody will be saved. There's a decision to make. And that's why we must always follow Jesus. Because might be saved means that some people might not be saved. Because they don't want Jesus. But those of us who want Jesus, we have to follow Jesus. Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. Follow Jesus always. That you might be saved. We might be saved. The whole world. There is nobody whose sins are so deep that Jesus cannot save, save that person. Jesus can save everyone and anything. Doesn't matter if you like, kill God himself. Jesus came to this. As long as you are in this world, you are savable. Praise the Lord. You, you are savable. Because Jesus is what gives salvation is the one who gives salvation to the whole world. You can be in church and your focus is on other things. But really, your focus should be on Jesus. Like, you see, God is happy to prosper us. If you read Psalms 35, I think verse 37 or so, it says that God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his saints. So, everything we are looking for, and you know, the, the same blood that's, that cleansed our sins, is the same blood that healed us. Same provision. He himself took our sins, and also took our sickness. So, he didn't only give us eternal life, he also gave us provision to enjoy life here. Praise the Lord. But because we are on earth, we look at the provision first. But we should actually look at the salvation first. The man that Christ saves, he blesses. The salvation itself is a blessing. And he will make sure that all other things will be what? Added. Are you here? Yeah. But when you have all other things in your life, Bible says, and you lose your soul. What profit have you got? So Jesus wants to give you his life first. Then when you have his life, you will know how to use the all other things appropriately. Or else, you will see. You just mark my words. A time is coming. Women will marry concurrently. Or if you like, simultaneously. More than one partner. And it will not be hidden. The same way a man can have three wives and they all know themselves. A time is coming. A woman will have two, three husbands 
And they all, they will come. They will, this one's food is here. That one's food is there. That one's food is there. He has children with this one. This, and they are married at the same time. One district, three factories. Because that's the depravity of humanity. That as we approach the end time, Bible says that the iniquity shall abound and the, and the love of many shall what? Was cold. One of the ways to refuel our love for Jesus is to talk about Jesus. Is to remind ourselves that Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only lover of our soul. Jesus is the only truth. Jesus is the most powerful thing. Jesus is the most satisfactory person you can have. There is no vacuum in your heart that can be filled by any success on earth that is away from Christ. If Jesus is not filling the vacuum, you will go on and on and on and on and on and in the end, you will say that vanity upon vanity. Is Jesus alone. Who can fill that space for you? So it's important that we talk about Jesus. Tell someone, let's talk about Jesus. To our friends, our families. Tell somebody that let's follow Jesus. Because he saves us. Acts chapter 16 verse 31. And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be what? Saved. And thy house. So, believe in Christ. Trust in the Lord Jesus Christ brings salvation one to individuals and can bring salvation to a whole household. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. The more we talk about Jesus, the more we strengthen or we establish our connection with the salvation he has given us. And the more we are likely to see our family saved. The more we talk about Jesus. Jesus is sweet. I'm telling you, when you are young and your age is ahead of you, you may not even see it, but as you enter into a certain dimension of life, you will see that after encountering different things, you see that your real life is in Christ. And so the earlier you introduce your family to Christ, the better. You will be saved and your whole house will be saved. It's my prayer that when I appear in heaven, my brother Alfred here will also be in heaven. That my wife will be in heaven. That our children will be in heaven. Praise the Lord. My siblings will be in heaven. But it will not just happen. It will happen because we are following Jesus. Praise the Lord. Cornelius decided to call Peter to come. Based on a vision. And when Peter came into his house... Because he wanted to follow Jesus. The whole house of Cornelius was also saved. That is the dimension. What kinds of discussions go on in your house? 
What's the drive of the house? Is it political or is Christ-centered? Even if you have a political career, it should not be the most important communication in your house. Like, the, mo the, the most prioritized communication in the house of a banker is not banking. Your faith must take over your space. If you go to a Muslim home, it's the faith that takes over the space. Anywhere you go. Christians who can be very funny. You see, I will put the Jesus uh, somewhere and we we'll talk about everything minus Jesus. We don't establish his lordship in our homes, in our lives. So you see that if a Christian is a Christian, he will hide on until there's a problem. Then you say, God, you know I'm your child. No. You, you, have to be, you have to follow the Lord until you become an advert for Christ. Jesus gives salvation. You should be proud of it. That I am saved because I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. My house is saved because we believe in the Lord. Everybody, it should be your pressure desire that you will sell Jesus. Preach Jesus to your siblings. Preach Are you here? Preach Jesus. To your friends, preach. Don't, don't leave your family behind. Don't. It's a blessing. It's, a, it's not like the people around us, you know, they are not sensible or they, you take a decision, that's why they take a decision. But God is using you as a pathfinder to make people also taste Something, and they will make their own personal decision for Christ. Praise the Lord. So when we miss following Jesus, a lot of people miss the way. Because Jesus has a way. He has to, people have to be pointed to that way. By people. You and I. So when we are following Jesus, it should be clear. It should be what? It should be very clear. I live for Jesus day after day. I follow Jesus. Not like this, like that. In your relationship, in your business, in everywhere. It has to, in your community, it has to be clear that you are a Christian, you are not a Muslim. You are a Christian, you are not a traditionalist. You are a Christian, you are not, you don't belong to whatever. Praise the Lord. People may belong to whatever they belong. That's fine, it's their choice, but... You have chosen. The, the Enoch said, I believe. Uh, baptize me now. I can't wait. Hey. Now, when we say Jesus saves, there's a picture I want you to have, and then we'll close, okay? Nice. In Acts chapter 2, verse 36 to 38, Peter was given a long history about the Israelite, their journey, and 
Jesus. In 30 it says, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and what? Christ. 37. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? This is a great opportunity when our lives are representing Jesus very well and we are preaching Jesus with the episodes of our lives. Say, men and brethren, what shall we do? We have heard about this Jesus you have preached about. What shall we do? And in the, in the, in the next verse, 37, 38, right? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of what? Jesus Christ for the remission of what? Sins. And ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Repent. You see, people don't, the Bible said their conscience, their conscience was pricked or were pricked. All of them. See, the preaching of Jesus and our faith in him is one of the things that can make a sinner see really how sinful they are and the need for a savior. Every other thing there, you are injecting them with cocaine. I bet if you are so. And they will go back to their spitting. It's when you offer Jesus to people. That the conscience come to the real originality of the nature of how man is sinful. Not, not the actions or the activities somebody is doing like drinking, like stealing. No, it's beyond that. When you give Jesus to people, they will see beyond the activities they do. They will see their nature of sin and how unworthy they are before God. Not because they are alcoholics, not because they are armed robbers, but that they are far from God. Are you here at all? They are natural men who don't know God at all. Conscience will be pricked like that. And that's when they will now come with the, the burning desire to know what to do. What shall we do? And Peter said, repent. Do what? Repent. And believe in and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. That word remission there means that it is going into somebody's account. That your sins are being transferred. It's the real word I believe is remittance. The way they send you momo. Do you understand? So, when you receive Jesus, you are actually receiving remittance. What does it mean? Jesus is transferring his righteousness into you. And so, now you become the righteousness or you assume the very righteousness of Christ. That's why he's saying that you have become a new creature. So it's not on the account of your sinful nature or your sins again, but his righteousness has become your righteousness. 
Because he bore your sin. So when you believe it, he just bears your sin. Are you here? Yes. Like if someone sends you 2,000 to pay a debt, he's actually born the debt by giving you something. True or false? Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. You receive Jesus, he receives your sinful nature and gives you his righteous nature. And you can be a Christian for a long time. And you are around, around, but you have not come to terms that Jesus saves. So even when you are talking to people and the Jesus conversation comes, you are hiding. Sometimes you just want, okay, let me talk about my testimony. You know, I went to church and blah, blah, blah. No, don't be afraid to introduce Jesus into the conversation. Because Jesus, he can speak for himself. Have you seen that everywhere they receive Jesus, they also receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. As you are talking about Jesus, the Holy Spirit will be pricking their conscience. Jesus is more marketable than your testimonies. Philip went to a, a place. Just preach Jesus. The whole city turned around before they saw the miracles. Are you here now? Come on now. Are you sure you are here? Have just talked to Jesus? Have you received Jesus? Sometimes they will look at you with one eye. That day it will be uncomfortable, but they will come back. They will come back and say, What shall I do? <laughs> because you have made the Jesus seed to enter. And he, Jesus knows how to grow his seed in the hearts of people. Praise the Lord. I, I give you Jesus today. I give you Jesus today. Jesus plus nothing. When you have Jesus, he told Peter, he said, in eternity I will give you and here too I will bless you. Like you are secured there and here. You are complete in him. It's a beauty. It's a, it's a blessing. I mean, if Jesus had not come into our lives, but doctor we are going to be because of Christ because of Christ you have to celebrate your salvation in Christ we don't celebrate it enough Sometimes it looks like we are even hiding. But I'm proud that I'm a Christian. Praise the Lord. I'm proud that I have Jesus. And I'm proud that I understand that Jesus in my life means salvation. And what it means is that my sins have been remitted. And I now operate with the righteousness of Christ. So I'm not held bound. I'm heaven secured, heaven guaranteed, certified and approved that I'm going to heaven. Are you here at all? May you never miss your way in Jesus' mighty name. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. This is what has changed our lives. I'm a new person. I'm a new creature. Look, I'm, by the grace of God, I'm a professional counselor. I've counseled a lot of people. By the, you have a high rate of success. But you can never tell who will relapse. Because no counseling 
listen to it carefully. No counseling without the element of Christ can give anybody durable solution. That's why people, people go to rehab, pay so much, they come back, and after a while, it's just being around friends, they can relapse. But if you give the person Christ, they will be inside the hole of the devil himself. The taste will change because the soul will not be desiring for some things. Because something has happened inside. Not just there in the head. It's become a new creature. The nature of sin that is, is more liable to doing some things has been replaced with the righteous nature. And that righteous nature doesn't have taste for some things. It changes the whole matter. That's why you don't see Mary Magdalene going back into any kind of prostitution again. Because she met Jesus. It's never said that she went back. Because she met Jesus. When you meet Jesus, it's a game changer. Praise the Lord. How many of you love Jesus already? You love him? Don't stand anywhere and tell people I love Jesus because he gave me a house. He gave me a car. He gave me... That's not the first thing you tell people. Why do you love Jesus? Because he forgave me all my sins. He died for me. He saved me. That's the first thing. The salvation is what now positioned you to receive every other thing that he gives. And you are proud that you are saved by Christ. Because everything Jesus gives, the devil can give to people. What the devil cannot give to people is the salvation Jesus gives. That's the difference. That's the difference. Tell somebody, that's the difference. Yes, the unbeliever will have a car, but may not have Christ. You will also have the car, but you have Christ. That's the difference. Please, let's rise. If your hands are yours, you can use it this morning for Jesus. You have been listening to the Testimony Word broadcast from the Keepers House Chapel International. Locate us at Madina Estate, Accra, off the social welfare road between the Gulf Lane Station and Wawan Washing Bay. Follow us on Facebook at the Keepers House Chapel International. Podcast and audio rima at Reverend Francis Auburn. Visit our website at www.keepershousechapel.org. One word. For further information, call 0244 177 831 or 0204 916 168 or 0277 532 360. Join us on Sundays at 7 a.m. for the first service, 9:30 a.m. for the second service, and 11:30 a.m. for the third service. On Wednesdays at 6 p.m. for our midweek and communion service and on Saturdays at 6.30 a.m. for our morning flavor prayer services. Experiencing Jesus, Bethany Ministries.